and welcome to Pause for Effect, episode 100 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I feel like we're missing like confetti cannons. and I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I am your co-host, Sarah Varney. I'm Heather. I'm Sharla. There was no point. I looked. There was nothing. I was frozen in fear of going at the wrong time. I don't know. Yeah. And I went with my full name just to throw you off because, you know, (laughs) every once in a while people still have a hard time distinguishing between us. So, you know, because we all look so alike. Today we we kind of look alike. If you're watching us on YouTube, you will notice that we all have on our accessories. And if you're not watching us on YouTube, well, then maybe you should be. So that's all you get. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yes, it is episode 100. I can't believe we've done 100 episodes of this. It's completely crazy to me. I don't know. Even more that people like to listen to are us. Still for 100 episodes. Which is amazing. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that have been listening to me for a lot longer than 100 episodes. <laughs> so, God bless you. I'm grateful. Um, so, yeah, so we're super excited. And this week we are going to be talking all about. We're going, we're going full luxury. And I know that every once in a while we'll get an email or some feedback that says like, it's, you know, the stuff that we talk about is too expensive and it's not for real people. And we're not suggesting that this is something that everybody should be able to afford. We're especially not suggesting it's something we can afford. (laughs) But look, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous was a very popular TV show for a reason. People like to know. (laughs) what the fancy stuff is. So we're going full fancy today. We are going to be talking about like what is the most expensive thing you can do at sort of each Disney destination. And don't think that normal people can't afford it. Like this could be something to aspire to. If you know you have, you know, your 50th birthday coming up or a big anniversary in a couple of years, this is something to think about and maybe say, hey, I'm going to start saving. And then three years, here we go. You would be shocked by how many, what I think most people would consider average normal people um, take advantage of these things, you know, because it is a once in a lifetime thing or it is, you know, it's a dream trip. It's a whatever, like Heather said. So, um, you know, maybe this is something you can afford. Maybe it's just something you're going to dream about, but we're going to talk about it today. But first... We actually have Disney news Woo-hoo. that hasn't happened in <laughs> a <laughs> like very long time. Yeah, very I'm excited that we have Disney news, but I'm not excited about what the news is. Well, I'm yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, you're right. It's not good Disney news. I maybe should be that excited about it. But all right, well, let's get the the sad one out of the way so that we can go back to the slightly happier ones. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things, and I know one of your favorite things at the Grand Floridian has always been the Grand Floridian Orchestra, which used to play sort of on a stage like above the lobby near where the Beauty and the Beast Lounge is now. When they built the Beauty and the Beast Lounge, they moved them downstairs and they, I think they downsized them a little bit at that point, but they still had them. Um, But as of October 3rd, the orchestra at the Grand Floridian is no more. I know. I'm really sad about that. So sad sad about that. I feel like that was, it was such a signature thing. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that I love about that resort is if whether you're staying there or not, you walk through and we try to get over there every trip to look, to see it, but there's a grand piano and sometimes somebody's playing that and the orchestra, when, when you just hear it, live music is so powerful and it's so fun. And to hear 
orchestrations of Disney music is great. And yeah. it was free. It was something yeah. that didn't exactly. cost a cent. It added yep. to the atmosphere of this beautiful regal turn of the, the 19th century resort. And it was free and it was wonderful. Um, a lot yeah. of people didn't know. I happen to know because my, my uncle is a musician in the New York tri-state area he knew a lot of these musicians they're actually mm -hmm. retired musicians that used to play you know at carnegie hall or lincoln center the new york philharmonic um new york city ballet the opera house they retire from there and they would move to florida and then they would pick up their part-time job playing yep. at disney so they still got to play their music um which is really really sad for them because i know it's, it's in their blood it's what they love to do yeah. so yeah i'm sad i know they had them for the past few weeks or a few months um over at hollywood studios playing in the beauty and the beast theater um you know playing disney music there every once in a while and now no more i know yeah it's such a shame. I mean, some of my favorite memories are just standing in the lobby at the Grand Floridian. Every once in a while, like, you would spy, like, a little girl dressed as a princess, like, dancing with her yes. dad or something. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, my heart. I mean, or just little kids, you know, like, you would see just little kids dancing to them or they would just, or, or, or couples dancing or just, just mm -hmm. people, just people who had stopped and we're able to enjoy a moment. And to me, that's so much of what Disney is, is those yeah moments yeah. you know so one of my favorite things about them too is that even when they were upstairs even if you were behind them at the the former lounge or when they were or if you were just on the main lobby they weren't overpowering it was a no quite a lot i mean it was a large orchestra for what it was and it wasn't very loud at all and it was mm -hmm. for the perfect background music it was it was just lovely and i will i'm going to miss that it was that. a wonderful way like i would sit at meisner's with a glass of wine or a glass of champagne and just like what a way to come down off of a long day in the parks exactly. you're hot you're yeah. tired and yep. you just sit and you know it was yep. it was so peaceful and so relaxing and they are going to be very missed yeah um, maybe if we all write to the disney guest communications we'll bring them back eventually yes yeah and there are petitions online and there's there's been a real movement i think of fans behind this so my fear though is this is not the end of these types of cuts that no we're going to see. i'm really i mean look disney's using a lot of money right now and that's really sad and so they do have to make cuts somewhere but hopefully yeah. they come back because taking away the live performances is doing themselves a disservice it was something yeah. that really set them apart from other theme parks in the area and by taking that away you are taking away so much of the atmosphere um, and it's really sad to see it's a lot of people losing their jobs yeah yeah, yeah. all right on to happier news uh the d23 expo if you are <clears throat> sort of an ultimate disney fan this is one of your I think if you are like a really hardcore Disney fan, you should try to get to one of these at least once, you know, in your They're life. a lot of fun. They're stressful, but they're a lot of fun it, because yeah. you're around like-minded people, you yeah. know, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, they are really something to see. I mean, if you like good people watching, oh Lord, it's, it, it <laughs> yeah. is fantastic people watching from morning to night. Um, it is going to be now held. Uh, it was originally, I think, scheduled for the summer of 20. 
2021. So the D23 uh, Expo happens every two years. So it happens last year. Normally it's held in 2019. So So normally it's held in July. They actually pushed it to August of 2019. And so it was supposed to, they already had the convention center reserved and everything for July of 2021. Um, And then out of nowhere yesterday, they announced that they are pushing it to September of 2022. So they're pushing it out a year, uh, September 9th through 11th, which is that's late for them not only pushing it a year but a year plus which yep. means i think that they didn't have the co- the room in the <clears throat> invention center but what they are saying is that they are going to be doing big celebrations and big news coming out of the expo for the company's 100th anniversary because as we all know we're Ooh. disney fans uh the Walt Disney Company was founded in 1923. So apparently they are expecting big things, big celebrations, big happenings for the 100th anniversary. And by doing it at the expo, that says to me, it's not just parks and resorts that's going to be celebrating. It's going to be, you know, the studios, studios, animation, Pixar. I think it's going to be all the brands, all the things everywhere, which is very cool. cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, And then Heather, you had stumbled across uh, some news for locals, right? I'm going to pull it up now. Um, I was reading Disney Parks blog yesterday, um, and it was exciting for me because I'm also going to Disney World soon. So (laughs) (laughs) I am not a local, but I can pretend to be one in this time. So basically what is happening is that Disney Springs has announced weekdays at Disney Springs and Monday through Thursdays, certain um, restaurants are giving discounts to anybody who eats there. So Homecoming, for example, has 20% off their shrimp and grits. Um, One of the burger joints there, Deluxe Burger, is offering discounts on their shakes. Some restaurants are, you know, flat discount off their entire menu. But I think that's a really great way to get locals or anybody who may be there on vacation over to the Springs for the evening. And you get to save money. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing because right now park hours are shorter than Mm -hmm. they normally are. And I think people are looking for something to do in the evenings. And I, you know how we feel about Disney Springs. We love to sell some Disney Springs. So, mm-hmm. uh, so if you can get over there, have a good meal and get a discount. Do it. I mean, why not? And so I, I think you can look on the Disney Springs website, but also if you go to the Disney Parks blog, um, they will give you the whole list of restaurants that are participating. Yep. Yay for discounts. Yes. <laughs> Just because we like luxury does not also mean that we don't like a good deal. I like a good deal as much as anybody. You will not find me shopping without my Rakuten or Honeybucks or, you know, searching for a promo code. I love a good discount. So even high-end brands offer discounts and Mm -hmm. why not take advantage? Poshmark, baby. Poshmark. Uh, All right. So coming up next, we are going to be talking about the ultimate in luxury at every Disney destination. Stay tuned. Let's get into it. The other thing that I love about these topics is that we have a blog post for almost, almost. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes me so happy. So if you want more information on any of the topics that we're about to discuss, please visit DisneyParkPrincess.com. Oh, and I remind me at the end to talk about Prime Day because that's going to be big. So we'll do that at the end. All right. What do you guys want to tackle first? What's your... Be most excited to to dish on. Um, I think we need to go in order so I don't get confused with myself. All right, let's just go in order. <laughs> all right, and it's actually a good thing to do the first the, the the first topic first because this is something that all three of us have actually gotten to 
see. <laughs> I don't think any of us have actually stayed in these yeah. rooms, but we've at least gotten to see these. Um, and Heather, you wrote the blog post on these, so why don't you tell us about them? So we're going to talk about the ultimate Disneyland luxury, which are, are the signature suites. Um, and I, I particularly love these because this is not something that any any other Disney resort around the world has mm -hmm. the signature suites like they imply are suites some of them are multi-rooms some of them are just one but they are very uniquely themed by the Disney Imagineers they're located at the Disneyland Hotel and oh gosh they started this maybe six or seven years ago where they started theming them after the lands of Disneyland so there's a Fantasyland suite um there is the Adventureland suite which we have all seen yeah. the big Big Thunder Suite, the Pirates of the Caribbean Suite. There is the Mickey Mouse Penthouse, which I think is the most boring of all of them, even though it's really cute. I, I would have to agree with that, actually. <laughs> Just the other yeah. ones are so incredible. The other ones are so good. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not something that you can actually go onto the Disneyland website and book. You actually have to call in to book these. They are super expensive. They start at $1,000 a night and go up from there to the yeah. bigger ones and the more expensive um the more expensive times of year but beyond just being luxurious i think it's really the themes that make them stand out and because they were designed by the imagineers there's little touches of magic that happen in all of them so you know if you ring the doorbell something's going to happen if you walk by a bookcase something's going to happen you know like tvs are hidden and magically appear it's just they're so cool yeah, yeah. And there's also that suite at uh, Grand California, the El Capitan suite. It's not, it's it's luxurious for sure, and it is very very cool. It's just not themed in the yeah, and I don't think brand it, or all that. It's not one of the signature suites, but it is right. a really yeah. nice suite. Yeah. Um, and like Sarah said, we I wrote a blog post on it, so you can go read the blog post, and it'll tell you all the everything to expect in each one. And there's some pictures, and but really, it's just it's a magical kind of happening. Like around every corner, something special is going to pop yeah. out at you, and it's really cool. There are a million tiny <laughs> little details in every single suite. They are jam packed. With mm -hmm. references and magic tricks and just all kinds of really cool i've never seen anything like them honestly yeah um anywhere in the world i, I don't I mean, think that i unique. would i wouldn't leave to go to the parks if no I was no. Anyone, like, no i would I, never leave the room <laughs> like i need to be in the bathtubs i'm gonna use the little wet bar area i mean you're gonna catch me lounging on the day bed like i want to use every inch of every space of these suites yeah. um I don't, I don't know which one is my favorite though. Like I, I love the Adventureland suite because we've gotten to go to it several oh, times. Yeah. But like the big thunder suite, like I'm kind of on board for that one. I just think it looks so cool. I'm dying to see the Fantasyland suite in person because mm -hmm. that bathroom, honey. I, I had mean, friends that stayed there oh. for their um, bachelorette party and they kind of did like a, like a group of girls went in on it um and it was just so beautiful yeah it so gorgeous it's gorgeous the only problem with that one is it only sleeps two people mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And that's the thing we're calling them sweets but each of them have very strict and that's um, one of the the limits. That's one of the smaller ones, but even yes. the bigger ones, I don't, they don't sleep more no, than don't. six people. So yeah, this isn't I think the biggest one is six. Yeah. It's not something that you can go in on and say, okay, we're going to have three, you know, families or whatever. And then that right. brings the cost down. It's, there's not that many, I think two bedrooms is the most. Yep. Um, 
and not all of them have it, but yeah, the Fantasyland bathroom. It's just so pretty. Like, oh, it's, it's just so pretty. <laughs> it's kind of like the um, the Cinderella Castle suite bathroom, mm-hmm. but a little bit lighter and brighter and, and very great. Like it's fit for a princess. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and that one in particular, I know uh, Tinkerbell visits you, but my favorite thing about that one is for two walls, it's a corner suite or a corner room and they're floor to ceiling windows that looks out towards the park it's disneyland hotel so it doesn't look over the park but my gosh to lay in bed and just be able to watch disneyland unfold in front of you and see the fireworks at night like that's just heaven to me yeah yeah all right so moving on from disneyland we will now uh stay with sweets i guess because that seems to be the theme um and we're going to talk about the walt and the Roy suites on Disney Cruise Line. Now, for everybody that is yelling at us that there are more suites on Disney Cruise Line than just the Walt and the Roy, yes, we know that. <laughs> but we are talking about these suites because these are the ultimate in suites. They're the actual um, suites. Like, yes. We've yeah. said it before. Disney Cruise Line doesn't do suites as well as other cruise lines, but yes. these two. Now, these are suites. These are suites. Now, I've never <laughs> stayed in this one, but I've gotten to tour them multiple right. times. Yes. Right. Um, and they are fantastic. I mean, I feel like they're bigger than my house, if I'm honest. Like they're, they're I mean, in terms of square footage, like they might be bigger than mine. Hang <laughs> on. I've got a deck plan. <laughs> some of the, I Let's know for, see. for sure that some of the suites on the it's ships close. are bigger than my house. It's close. My, my house is about 2,000 square feet, and the, um, it is 1781 on the dream and the fantasy. So yeah, that's like that's double. That's, that's hundred. That's about a hundred square feet smaller than my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's now, crazy. for the record, the um, on the Magic and the Wonder, they're only about a thousand square feet, so they're much mm. bigger on the Dream yeah. and the Fantasy than they are in the Magic and the Wonder. So. But once again, they only sleep five people. Yes. yes. So yeah. you're not going to be able to pile, you know, eight people in there or something like that. Yeah. It's double checking. People. No, no, seven. Oh, okay. One sleeps up. The dream and the fantasy only sleeps five. The magic and the wonder sleeps seven. Just well, there you go. So now smaller, they're smaller. So they're figure. smaller, yeah. but they sleep more, which is interesting too. Yeah. 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 Yep. So that's interesting. But yes, you're right. Dream and the fantasy only sleep five people. So yeah. Now, however, they do also have connecting staterooms that you can book if you right. need more space. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and actually we didn't even touch on this in the Disneyland hotel, but much like the suites of the Disneyland hotel, there are extra perks that you get for staying in those rooms, even over and above the perks that the other suites get. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I don't think in a regular concierge suite that you can have room service from Paolo or Remy, but you can in the Walt and the Roy suite. Right. Um, and there's Imagine a getting a souffle in your bathrobe <gasps> bed because yes. I mean, come on! If that, Charlotte, if that how is happy not... would you be? Yeah, I'd be so happy. <laughs> so happy. I'm, I'm torn on this. This is why I love cruising. We all know that we all love cruising. Mm-hmm. I love these suites. I have I have toured them. Ne- never stayed in one, but I've stayed in a suite on other on other cruise lines, and you barely leave the room. 
And hmm. for me, I want to see the rest of the ship and I want to do all this, you know, other fun stuff. I've so, seen the ships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with, yeah, I'm with Sarah. I'm just going to be right I've here. I've been on the ships before. I'll be yeah. in the suite if you need me. Yeah. yeah. And then it's also hard to go back once you've been in a suite. Yes. Yeah. The, again, the thing about the suites that I love so much in the Disney Cruise Line. Now, I think Disney does an amazing job decorating all of their staterooms with really amazing Disney touches, but it's just notched up so many levels in the suites, like really personal sort of like mm -hmm. Disney family items, items that are personal to Walt and Roy um, that I really think are just, just add the extra level. Um, yeah. Plus the size of those bathrooms on a cruise ship is staggering. <laughs> the size yeah. of the balcony is amazing. Yes. Because you can actually fit a lounge chair on some yep. of them. Mm -hmm. Some yep. of them go sideways, I think, but yep. you know, some, uh, which is, definitely a big perk to have a yeah shower. so and it's interesting the difference in sort of where they're located so on the magic and the wonder they are located sort of in case you're watching on youtube <laughs> they are located sort of midship mm -hmm. but on the dream and the fantasy they are these big yellow ones right here. so they are located forward on the ship not midship um and again that's the difference between where the concierge staterooms are on each ship so um a little bit different from ship yeah. to ship, but. I wonder when the wish comes out, what they're going to do in terms of suites, if they're going to have more, <gasps> if, if they are. I really, really, really mm. hope so. I, I hope, hope so. I mean, I, I really hope so. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Zooming over to Walt Disney World. And this, I think I have to say, there really aren't, I mean, there are some nice suites at Walt Disney World, but nothing compared to Disneyland. So that's not what we chose for Walt Disney World. No. Nope. Instead, we went with probably what is one of our favorite things ever. <laughs> worth, I'm going to tell you right now, it's worth every penny. Every yep. single penny that you could possibly spend on this, you will never regret it. Yep. All right, Charlotte, what is it? Uh, the VIP tour guide at Walt, Disney, at Walt Disney World. Oh, Disneyland too, but we're specifically talking Walt Disney World here. Yeah. Yep. I do think, I, I know they're great at both places, but I will think, I think you get more bang for your buck at Walt Disney World just because you can accomplish more oh, when, so park, when was, park hopping is. I okay. have a different opinion because I've done them on both coasts and I find okay. that you get more bang for your buck at Disneyland because, okay, yes, there's only two parks, but they're so close that you can go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for eight hours plus. Okay. And you can get on everything. I'm. I bet you're probably right in that you can cram more in. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah. I, I. I. I see that. I can see that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I, there. But you can do everything you want to do, um, in when you have a VIP tour. So I think what most people's objection besides the price because it is pricey is that oh well I have fast passes and I go to Disney all the time. What do I need? a tour guide for. I, I know right. where I'm going. I can manage my time. But what if you didn't have to? What if you just showed up and you didn't have to worry about anything? And on a whim, you said, I want to ride Splash Mountain. I want to go over to Epcot now and I want to walk on um, Soren. You could. Yeah. You could. Mm -hmm. 
you don't have to ride any buses. They'll pick you up from your hotel and enter you through the back of the park. So you don't have to wait in line. You yeah. don't have to go through bag check. You don't have to wait in line queues. If there is a fast pass line, you are allowed to enter through that with your guide. Um, if you want to see a show, when there are shows, you get reserved seating. You don't have to think about it. I've had my guides do special like audiences with crush at turtle talk and special character meet and greets like they're going to do things for you that you could never do on your own and the things that you can do on your own they're going to be plussed up because you're you're not with the masses you're your own entity and you can go do whatever you want yeah yeah, yeah. they are incredible and uh you know we've gotten to do them a couple of times um and it is astonishing. And it, one time that we did it, it was specifically to show us like exactly how much you could get done with the assistance. And I thought we were going to die at the end. I thought Heather and I were going to die we at the end of that did. day. I think we almost did. Because we, <laughs> we were in the same van. Um, and it was, I thought, it's, it's possible we almost expired that day because we got so much. But we really- But we won. We, we won. won. We don't, yeah, we don't. I don't want to hear any, I don't hear any <laughs> argument about that from anybody, actually. Um, it was a-, it was a Team. It was it was a work scavenger hunt thing. type thing, and yeah. the premise was you had to do all four parks in one day with and certain things in each park. And we didn't even start in the morning; we started at like no, we started at twelve like, or one o'clock, something yeah, like that, it was, or something. Yeah. yeah, we had six hours, I think, in which to do all of the things yeah. that we did, and it was insane, but def but doable. I mean, yeah. it was doable, completely you know? doable. Yeah, um, so worth it. And I have to say. The VIP tour guides, the, the, these cast members are the best of the best. You know, they are the most magical. And of course I'm biased because we have a very dear friend who was one for a very long time <laughs> and we think she's delightful. Um, but really, the, the, I mean, the VIP tour guides are the most magical, the most friendly, the most wonderful, like they will just make your whole day. And they come, are, like not only are they friendly and happy and like it, it's not awkward. You feel like you've had this best friend forever spending time with you. Yeah. They're gonna ride rides with you. If you don't want them to ride rides, they don't have to, they'll hold your bags. But beyond that, they are so knowledgeable. They have so much Disney trivia. Like they will play with you all day. Like you want to quiz them, quiz them. They're going to quiz you. Like you think you know a lot, you know nothing. Compared no, you know nothing compared to these cast members. They know, <laughs> they really do know everything. Yeah. One of the really fun things about them too is they will do things that you have no idea that they have done. You go on a ride, they run to the other side of the park and get something done for you they come back and greet you and then they'll say hey we have this magical surprise or something like that yeah. um of course you're not guaranteed the surprises but they do anything that they can to make everything super special and, and you before no idea what they're doing when you're when you're not with them they are doing something to make it uh, mm -hmm. go they uh before you once you book the service somebody from signature services will reach out to you mm -hmm. uh, and they you know they're asking you what time do you want to start where do you want to go are there particular parks is there a ride or a show that's important for you to see do you want to see fireworks who's your favorite character like they ask you yeah. so much information that you think is ridiculous and you're like oh, i just i don't know i just want to go to the park they're asking you this because they can set up all sorts of magical moments for you ahead of time if they know the information Right. So like I said before, pri like you can walk into a room and there's Mickey or for me, Alice, 
and you have a private audience with them. Like we were at Turtle Talk with Crush and we're told just sit after everybody leaves. And we had 10 minutes just to sit and chat with Crush by ourselves. There was five of us. That's it. Like, yep. They do cool stuff mm-hmm. like that all the time. Yeah. Yes. Because it's all about you. It, this isn't just the same tour that everybody gets. It's not just like a backstage tour or something like that. Like this is personalized Mm -hmm. to exactly what you want to do. And yes, it is expensive. (laughs) It is a minimum of six hours for up to 10 people. And I think the starting rate right now is what, $600 an hour? It depends on the season. season. So like (laughs) January will be like 425 and Christmas. No, they raised it. Yeah, they just raised it again. I think the minimum now is five something for the lowest period, but yeah. And there's a minimum number of hours to buy too. Yeah, six hours. Yeah, Mm -hmm. six hours is the minimum. I think it's It's seven now. now. See, they keep jacking them up. Yeah, so it's a lot of money. Plus, Um, plus you ought to tip your, you have to tip your guides. You don't have to. But you should. But you should. Tip your guides, yes. Please tip, because they have run themselves ragged trying to make yes. magic for you all day long so please tip your tour it's guide. one of the few positions like i don't think you can tip a tour guide if that you do a backstage tour but this is one of the tipping positions yeah. and you'll see that it is you you're going to want to tip them because yeah they're mm-hmm. incredible Absolutely. the level of service provided is just it is unfathomable yeah. until you do it it's wonderful and it is again worth every penny it is expensive but if you know you have a big trip coming up or you have you know a a big family coming in like this is so worth it and it just pluses your experience i these to this day remain the best days i've ever had at either park walt disney world or disneyland because it's just everything is taken care of for you yeah so speaking of having everybody somebody do everything for you that brings us to Adventures by Disney. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite. <laughs> and there's a reason that I sort of set the list up this way. And that is because VIP tour guides are very often also employed by Adventures by Disney as adventure guides. Right? Adventures by Disney was not stupid. When they were looking for yeah. adventure guides, they turned to the VIP tour guides first because they know that they've gone through all of this hospitality training. Um, and then on top of the hospi- hospitality training, they gave them tour, tour group training. Uh, yep. Because why look outside the company if you don't have to? You are already have the best trained people in the world. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so we're not just talking about adventures by Disney in general, although we could, and we have, and if you visit our blog and listen to I've also, podcasts, right. We've, I've also written blogs yeah, on it. We talk and about we've about done... <laughs> yeah. Specifically, we looked for the most expensive adventures by Disney itinerary, and it is to no surprise of any of us, but maybe it will be surprising to all of you, Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Japan in general, but especially when you add on the Tokyo Disneyland add-on that is available. That mm-hmm. starts around, um, it's just the Japan itinerary is $10,000 per person, starts at $10,000 per person. And then you, if you add on the Tokyo Disneyland, that adds another few thousand yeah. dollars per person. Which, you know, I mean, seriously, if you're a Disney fan and you're going to Tokyo or and Japan and you're not going to Tokyo Disney there's something seriously wrong. What are you even doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't do the Japan itinerary without the add-on. If you are going to Tokyo Disneyland and don't want to add on the ABD portion, I get that. It's a more expense. However, you should because you're. it is crowded there all the time. You get <laughs> so much in that yeah. ABD portion. Now, you yeah. 
don't get a VIP tour guide, which I thought was interesting because when we went to China, we had VIP tour guides at our on the China parks portions. Um, but you don't get a VIP tour guide, but you get a ton of fast passes, which are like gold in Tokyo. And so, yeah. Charlotte, I know you've been to Tokyo Disneyland, and you can tell us how hard it is to get fast passes and how important they are. It's it, incredibly important. It's if you think you know, getting up at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. on your uh, 60-day window normally for Walt Disney World is insane. You ought to go to Tokyo. It's amazing <laughs> to see what you do. It's so fun, though, uh, that I almost would wa still want to do it even if I had the VIP ones. This is why Sharla is coming with me when I go to Japan, because her idea of fun is like giving me anxiety just thinking about right. it. Like, yeah, exactly. I know this is not fun to me. I just want yeah. it. To, I just want to know I have it. So we, I mean, we could get, we've talked about uh, Japan before. We did not do ABD. We, we did it on our own, but it is, Tokyo Disneyland is one of the best places ever. Tokyo is one of the best places ever. And the fact that the, that tour also goes in other, to other places in Japan, I am, I would do that in a heartbeat if I had you know, uh, 50 I mean, grand. Yeah. <laughs> <Just spend. laughs> I've had yeah. so many clients do this, um, this itinerary. So if you think that it's out of reach for people, it's really not, <laughs> they sell out constantly. People I've had, are doing it. Yeah. I've had several dozen clients of mine go on this. I had some that were supposed to go on it this year in conjunction with the Olympics, yeah. of course, you know, got canceled. Yeah. But I will say that because of that, I am super familiar with this particular itinerary and it is a dream. Like it's something that I, almost went on myself just because they're taking you around Tokyo. They're taking you around Kyoto. You're seeing temples. You're going to tea ceremonies. I mean, it's just, okay, great, new modern Japan. And then you can add on into Disneyland, but they also take you to Imperial Japan, which is mind-blowing. And yeah. then they bring you to, um, to, is it Hiroshima? It's not Hiroshima. It's the Maybe it's Hiroshima where they do the atom where the atom bomb mm -hmm. was dropped and they show you what that city looks like now and how it's being rebuilt and there's a ton of history in it. So I just in order in in terms of getting familiar with a culture, you could not possibly get as familiar as you would if you went yeah. baby day. Yeah. And we've all been to Asia. Um Heather, I think you've only been to Asia with ABD, right? Yes. Now, so Charlotte and I have both been to Asia and planned it ourselves. I can assure you Heather saw a lot more and got a lot more detailed information, at least a lot more easily than yeah. Charlotte and I did. It's a lot of work and to again, plan a trip to that part of the world just because it is so unfamiliar and the, it, you do want to see so much. It is a lot of work to plan those trips. Not with ABD, it's not. No, mm. you do nothing. You, you. Yeah literally put your deposit down and they go, okay, here, they send you questionnaires of what, you know, if you have mm -hmm. allergies and what, what name do you like to be called? Maybe your name on your passport is not what you like to be called. Um, you know, they're, they're finding out all this information for you. Um, and then again, your experiences were different because you went to Korea and Japan. Yeah. I went to China. That is a communist country. I don't know how comfortable you would feel going to a communist country. I'm not, I don't know how to get around. I don't speak, I don't speak a lick of Mandarin or Cantonese. I, you know what I mean? I, what am I going to do? Especially going to Beijing airport. That's a, a tricky, that's intense. It's intense. There's no other way to put it. Now at no point did I ever feel unsafe. I wandered around Beijing and Hong Kong um, and Shanghai on my own 
for countless hours at night during the day. It's not that I felt unsafe. It's just, there's not a lot of information you can get about a vacation to China. Yeah. You just can't. So with ABD, you, they're moving your bags for you. You don't have to worry about where you're dropping your luggage. They're handing you your boarding passes on the plane. They are stand, they've staggered themselves, the guide, so they can guide you from the security checkpoint to the gates. They, they actually were handing us money saying, go here, go buy lunch in, in the airport, mm -hmm. go buy snacks, because it's going to be a few hours before we get to our next destination. They are doing everything for you. And then at the end of my trip, my flight home, wound up being, or my, my flight from Shanghai to Hong Kong, where I had a connection, wound up being delayed. So I wound up missing my flight home. I had to come home a day later, which is great because I loved Hong Kong and I wasn't upset about it. But then I was trying to go through the airport on my own. <laughs> like, oh boy, yeah. do I miss my adventure guides oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first time you have to do anything without the guide with you, you're like, it was awful. I was actually in tears. They put me in my car service from Shanghai Disneyland to the Shanghai airport. And I was like a crying, hugging yeah. my guides goodbye because it was a two week trip and I had gotten so close with them. And it's just, you become a family and they're, it's just, I, I don't know how to describe how amazing these trips are until yeah. you take one. Like yeah. it sounds great. I'm sure it sounds great to everybody listening, but the people who have been on it are like, oh my gosh, yes. You don't even know. Like it's yeah. incredible. There yeah. is, I, I have been doing this for 13 years. I don't know how many adventures by Disney <laughs> trips are booked at this point. I've never had a single client come home and say, yep, that everybody thinks it's amazing. It is yeah. universally adored. Um, and I want to say one more thing. I mean, we have, we can talk about Adventures by Disney all day and we have before, but um, <laughs> one of the things I do want to add is if you have children, they have kind of separate times when they have separate times when children go to like a kind of a kid's club. They're either in the same junior room adventurers. or yeah, junior yeah. adventurers and they will pair them up in terms of ages. You know, if there's like a six-year-old and a 15-year-old, they won't put those together. Um, but they will, you know, they pair you up and they will help you help the kids do more kid friendly things. And then there's times when everybody's together. So mm -hmm. they do a fantastic job of, of that too, as Disney always does. Like the, the England yeah. and Paris itinerary, the junior adventurers go off on their own in the Louvre and do a scavenger hunt like they yeah. are in the Da Vinci Code. And I, I want, want to do, do that. that. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We can talk about adventures by Disney. <laughs> go to DisneyParkPrincess.com, search under Adventures by Disney, look at our podcast. We could do what this is supposed to be about. All right, moving on. Uh, last but not least on our tour of luxury Disney around the world is Aulani. And this is where I shut up because I <laughs> sadly am the only person who has not been to Elani. So, but well, starting October 15th, you can come out here and go with me. October 15th at Hawaii is open for business. Let's go. But Elani is not opening until November 1st. No, they are not. Which is my wedding anniversary. I'm just saying, honey, if you're. <laughs> get on that. <laughs> Alani, I mean, again, we've done podcasts, I've written blog posts, or it's, it's incredible. It, there's not one thing in particular that you go, oh, you have to do this. This is the most luxurious thing. But the whole thing is this podcast. There are sweets. There are sweets. There are sweets, just like there are at any Disney hotel. Um, the, they're technically presidential suites, so they're multi-room areas, you know, um, but they also have villas too. So mm -hmm. if the suites are a little bit too much for you, you can do a two or three bedroom villa. 
there. You know, you have your full kitchen and washer and dryer, which yep. is a luxury to me. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, this, the sweets, I, I have not stayed in a suite at Alani. I would guess that there's a pretty amazing concierge level service there too. So I would be, I, I'm all in. Let's go. Right. All right. Yeah. Let's go for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll, give me your credit card. I'll, I'll book it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Alani just in and of itself, I almost, uh, like I, I said sweets at Alani because we're trying to think of the most expensive or luxurious thing in each destination. Alani in and of itself, yeah. I think counts, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, because it is for most people, um, a very long trip. I mean, mm -hmm. it's almost as far to go to Asia for me as it is to go to Hawaii. <laughs> I might as well just keep going the next few hours and <laughs> land in Tokyo as getting to Oahu. Um, so it is a very long trip. It is, I, as far as I know, I think it has the, the highest starting room rates of any of the Disney properties, Probably. right? Because Walt Disney World, they have value resorts and Disneyland, like, so per, like per night, I think it starts higher than and, and that oh, is in, in part to Hawaii itself. Right. Also, you know, it, it is an island. So that means everything yep. has to be imported. So it's just generally more expensive anyway, going yeah. there. The destination in and of itself is not cheap. Um, so yeah, Aulani is very, very pricey. I mean, I was looking at suites for a client the other day um, and they start at $1,900 a night for a suite. So, I mean, if I could afford that, there's not a, I wouldn't hesitate to book that, but they're not inexpensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you do get a lot. Al Alani is the one of the only, possibly the only resort in Hawaii that does not charge a resort fee. So, all of the, not all, but a lot of the activities are included. You know, your Wi Fi is included, newspapers, things like that, all included. Anywhere else you go in Hawaii, you have to pay like $30 and up a day for all of those privileges. But the one yeah. thing that's not included at Alani, unless you are a DVC member, is parking fees. Yeah, and parking that's fee. frustrating to me because it's like $37 a day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot. Space uh, but, a premium on an island. Yeah. <laughs> there's, of course, different ways to, you can have a car the whole time or have a car some of the time. Um, they don't have transportation from the airport to Alani, so that may be something to consider as well. But yep. Yeah, and if you, I would go you there can... every day. I mean, I would live at Alani. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> I love amazing. Alani. We've, we've already been talking. We're like, we just had our Thanksgiving cruise canceled, and we're like, so are we going to Alani? Are we going to <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Um, but uh, there's also other things that are, I consider luxuries at Alani that people may not know you can do. They have a concierge desk there, and they will book you excursions around the island. Mm -hmm. So I personally like to get a car and I, I've been to Hawaii so many times that I just like to zip to my favorite places. But if you, this is a big family vacation, this is once in a lifetime, I would take advantage of that concierge. They can book you, you know, surfing lessons, horseback riding, they, all of these little tours that you may not have known would have existed. They can book them for you right there. They'll get you transportation to and from the meeting places. It's really nice. Um, they yeah. are a little pricey, but I mean, come on, why not? Just mm. take the the stress out of it. Yeah, here's the thing about Hawaii. It's it's pricey. There's no, mm -hmm. just accept it, embrace it. <laughs> and that's the same thing if you're going to do the Tokyo ABD. Japan itself yeah. is expensive. There's just some destinations around the world that are pricey. And if yep. you've decided this is where you're going for a vacation, you should know about this. Yep. Switzerland also. Yeah. Be, be ready. <laughs> <laughs> so 
that does it. That concludes our tour of luxury Disney around the globe. Um, what are listeners, which one, if you could do any one of them, what would you do? Uh, write in and let us know. You can reach us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. You can join our Facebook group, which hopefully you are a member of already. Um, we're having so much fun in there this week because it's Disney Park Princess Spirit Week. <laughs> so everybody is posting a different thing each day. The other day it was, um, what are your favorite Disney socks? And then yesterday was Disney coffee mugs. And then today I think is what's your favorite Disney accessory, which I just yes. took a picture of mine right before. I just posted mine before we I started recording. Yep, I haven't posted mine. Yeah, I took a picture of mine. Um, and I forget what tomorrow is, but so um, we do all kinds of fun things in there. Um, we have an amazing moderator, Kyle, who helps keep, you know, discussions going and answers questions. And we're in there all the time answering questions. Um, so please join us. Um, last week, I made a fairly pathetic. I think they were horrified at me um, for talking about Patreon, but it was effective. <laughs> um, so thank you and welcome to all of our new Patreon supporters. You have no idea how grateful we are for you. Um, but we have one more thing that we want to do before we wrap this podcast up. And that is that we got an email from one of our amazing listeners and Patreon supporters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Sharla has it and she's going to read it and um, I'm going to try not to cry. Yeah. And Dan, you made us fail. all cry a little bit, but yeah, we had sweet. all the feels, all yeah. the feels. Yeah. Um, so she wrote, I'm just going to read it. So bear with me read for it. reading, but um, okay. She says, happy 100th episode. In honor of your 100th podcast, I made a list of 20 reasons why I love you. I could have made it 100 reasons, but you ladies have lives to live and probably have other things to do today. Just know that you are appreciated and not taken for granted. Well, I, I mean, Deanne, if you want to say 100, I will always listen to you why you think, love me. I don't think our families can find 100 reasons. I don't think. I don't, yeah. So, yeah. No. All right. If you've so, got 100, then yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. 20 reasons I love Disney Park Princess podcast. Number one, you named your podcast Disney Park Princess. I am, always was, and always will be a princess. Two, you three really like each other. That's true. Three, you want to hear from your listeners. Also true. Uh, very true. Yeah. <laughs> Highlight very true. that bold it, put your like, <laughs> sparkles around yeah. it. Like, yes, we want yeah. to hear from you. Um, number four, you did Facebook live videos to keep us sane when this pandemic started. And we'd like to keep doing those. So uh, we're trying. We're trying. We're trying. Number five, you use one of my ideas for a podcast, inserting yourself into an animated movie. That was a great one. Good uh, number six, you encouraged me to go on an ABD trip. Maybe this will encourage somebody else. <laughs> uh, number seven, you did a beat up with listeners and took time to talk with and get to know everyone. That was super fun. That was fun. Mm -hmm. I, can't yeah. wait. I can't wait till we can do that. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number eight, you rant. I was slow to come around to liking the rants. At first, I didn't like them at all and even commented about them in an email. Now I love them because I know you all better. That's sweet. Uh, we, and this goes with number nine. You all love Disney. Yeah, we do love Disney. And that's why sometimes we complain about it. Like, how much do you love Grey's Anatomy and then cry and get mad when your favorite character is killed off? Don't right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, number 10. You all love your pets so much. Number 11, you share your lives with us. Number 12, you have an adorable logo. Thank Julie for that. Thank you, Julie. Um, 13, I love this one. You encouraged me to watch Tiger King and it was as awesome, <laughs> awful as you promised. Oh, I don't know if I feel good about that one. We have, all have Charlotte to blame, thank whatever for that one. Uh, number 14, you said exactly what I was thinking about Indian matchmaking. 
<laughs> uh, 15, you were totally right about the floor is lava. Thank you. Uh, 16, uh, you love somebody feed Phil as much as I do. Mm -hmm. Great show. 17, you recommend products that you really use and link to them on Amazon. 18, you take turns talking and let everyone have her say. Uh, 19, we try. You, yeah. we try. <laughs> 19, you respectfully disagree with each other. That goes try. back to, <laughs> well, that goes back to we really love each other. And you know, we, we, all, we don't all always agree, but we do yep. respectfully disagree. And number 20, you encourage shopping. Thank you, Deanne. Always. That was so sweet. Yeah. It's very, very sweet. Yeah. All right. We made it through without crying. That was it. <laughs> I did not make it through the reading of it this morning no. without crying. So that's good. But thank you for that, Deanne. That was very sweet. That was yeah. a very heartfelt, heartwarming moment this morning. Yes. yes. Yeah. We, need, we needed that this morning. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. 2020 is awful. Awful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we just needed it. Um, so thank you so much. So, and thank you to all of our listeners that have been with us for whether you just found us um, or whether you've been with us from the very beginning. Um, we're so grateful and we feel so lucky um and we're looking forward to the next hundred <laughs> you know and hopefully at some point in the next hundred we'll be able to start to travel again i mean the rest of us not just heather <laughs> heather can travel now but the rest of us will hopefully get to go places again someday um so anyway so next up our patreon extra and for all of you new patreons that's exciting um and now i've completely forgotten about what we were going to talk about I remember. I actually remember a thing. So on our Patreon Extra, we are going to, Sarah had posted an Instagram story yesterday oh, yes. asking what you all thought our, our 100 episode was going to be. None of you were correct. So we, <laughs> for our Patreons, we're going to read off all of what you thought and kind of give you our little like quick snippet. Yeah, takes. quick little rapid fire <laughs> answers to some of your suggestions. So yeah, so stay tuned. If you are not a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. You can join at the $5, 10 or $15 a month level. Everybody gets access to the bonus content. Everybody, whether you're at the $5 or the $15. Each little level up gets you a little more in the ways of perks. And I actually just wrote the October 1st um, VIP email, which is for $10 and $15 a month supporters. And there's actually two tips in it this month. Normally there, we give you one VIP tip, whoa, but there's a bonus one this month. because In honor of our 100 episodes and to, just to say thank you and to welcome all of our new members. So that's it. We did it, guys. <laughs> 100 episodes. Thank you both so much. Thank you to all of our listeners. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.